It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. Coming up on today's show, the Senior Bowl is finally done, and I got some thoughts. And a big domino in the NBA fell, but will it have a trickle-down effect in Atlanta? And last but not least, and for the culture, CBS should be ashamed of themselves. Tisk, tisk, tisk. That's all next, right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. First of all, we want to say thank you for making ATL Day 1 your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate that from you guys in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day 1 is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on today to get started. Now, T, when you think about the Senior Bowl and how all everything went down last week, me being down there, and the final score of the game was twenty-seven to ten. You had uh, Jake, quarterback Jake Rayner put on a nice little show because mm-hmm. I wasn't too impressed by all the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks as a whole. Um, when I first got down there and mm-hmm. starting to see those guys in practice, but they were finally get, able to get some things turned around. Rayner, that is on Fresno State, you know, uh, leading the way in stats um, and, and, and doing this thing out there on the on the field, but. I think the thing that really stood out to me the most is the mm-hmm. fact that you had two guys from HBCUs, Isaiah Land and Auburn Miller. Isaiah went to Florida a and who I got a chance to speak with, and that's on our uh, audio feed as well, Locked On Sports Atlanta. Go ahead, go ahead and subscribe to that bad boy. I promise you, I won't be, I won't, I won't fault you for it for not doing it so already. And Auburn Miller now, who he's a linebacker coming out of Jackson State. T. Those guys got the shine on over the weekend. I think this is can be nothing but good for these young men as they get ready to go into the NFL. You had an opportunity to see Aubrey Miller up front and personal at the Celebration Bowl, and he had a Absolutely. really good game and no, nothing different than what we had seen out of him the entire season. So not surprised that he showed up and showed out in Mobile last week. And we know it's not just about the game itself, but it's really about the practices and how you are impressing those scouts when they have those informal and formal conversations with you. And just like with our HBCU players that we really do think will actually take this to Indianapolis next month or later this month for the combine, and then hopefully you'll see them at the NFL draft, you got to say the same thing about the dogs. They were very impressive in yes. Mobile as well. Warren Mar- McClendon probably at the top of the list because just being able to gather himself and keep his mental together, along with his physical, I'm, I'm sure oh. his body's still recovering from what happened a couple of weeks ago as well. But yeah, just really good to see him out there being able to probably work through some things and probably be motivated by what it is that, his teammate wearing his number, Devin Willett, wearing his number out there, probably yeah. motivated by just doing what Devin would want him to do. So good look for him. And uh, just excited, again, like you said, to see our HBCU players doing well and also to see those dogs getting out there. But I wanted to particularly highlight Warren McClendon. Yeah, to be honest with you, T, like looking at my 21-year-old self and, and th- having to go through something like that and to be right back at it, just saying, hey, 
I got to focus in. I got to lock in. I got to lock in for my people. You know what I mean? I think Devin would want me to do these type of things. And, and just from a football, strictly football standpoint, T, mm-hmm. I just I like Warren. I love Warren McClendon's game. He's so yeah. smooth. Yeah. When you're talking about getting to his pass sets and and he doesn't panic when he as an offensive tackle. Yes. You see a lot of those guys do those type of things, especially when you got guys running four 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 speed mm-hmm. forward and you're trying to backpedal to keep up with them. Think yes. about the difficulty of that. So yeah, when you have a guy who doesn't panic in those particular situations and showing that resolve. And it just kind of like transfers, right? That on the field kind of transfer off the field to kind of be able to deal with all these situations, being asked those questions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being down there, a lot of people weren't too excited about folks being so adamant about asking him about that because yeah. of the situation and what happened and what went right. down. But I, I I have nothing but respect, salute to mm-hmm. uh, Warren um, for being able to stand up and ask, yeah. answer those questions and keep it moving and, and still go out there and show it and do his thing. Right. And I love the fact that Chris Smith, Christopher Smith had an opportunity to show himself yeah. because I heard that he had an excellent, we'll say workout at the senior bowl week. And yeah. also Kenny McIntosh, just to be able to show how diverse of a back he truly is, because when you have a crowded running back room, the way the dogs do, this is your opportunity to shine. Yeah, absolutely. And when you think about all the guys who've been drafted, who have uh, taken a handoff uh, down in the red and black? Yeah. Uh, more than likely, he's going he's gonna to get drafted and he's going to do well. So yeah. that's just kind of how, how it works when you're coming out of Athens at RBU. Now, T, you know, with the Super Bowl, it's, it's going down this week. It's yeah, Super Bowl wow. week. Big media day is going down. The teams have landed the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. If you've been up on the rock and you don't know what teams are in there, there you go. Now, I think the the biggest storyline for me T is not Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey brothers mm-hmm. who are going to be quote unquote playing against each other, but right. both of them play offense. So, right. <laughs> I, I, but I think the the, the main storyline for me is it, it it has to be Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. You know, they it, they come from the same they cut from the same cloth. You know, for those of you who don't know, they're African American, both of them. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's the biggest storyline for me. But the first time happening, and just being growing up as a football fan, T, I think where we are right now, like I'll never forget this um, um, statement from Charlie Ward, right? Like, because, you know, Charlie Ward, Heisman candidate, all-world quarterback, for those of you who don't know, at Florida State, Heisman Trophy winner, the dude decided to go to the NBA because all of the scouts were telling him, you need to move to wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And to see now, here in 2023, we have Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, guys who probably could have been told to do the same thing if we hadn't um, moved, take some steps, some necessary steps forward to say, hey, these guys can do this thing. But to see these guys in the Super Bowl and knowing where we came from and then tell you how hell of an athlete he is. He went on yeah. to play in the NBA for 10 years, T. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so you know the capabilities are there. And then for those capabilities to be looked at as assets versus liability, mm-hmm. I absolutely love, love this storyline coming into this game. I do too. And I believe they both have O-lines that are going to get down in the trenches and make sure that those other defenses, whether it's the Eagles trying to stop Patrick Mahomes or whether it's the Chiefs trying to stop Jalen Hurts, I believe their O-lines are really, really going to let them shine and show you everything that's in their arsenals. It's going to be fun. But yeah, I think that here you see players that really – and, and I'll, I'll tell you a story I heard a couple of days ago, and I thought, mm. oh, how cool is that? People pointed to, for a long time, the fact that Nick Saban took Jalen Hurts 
out of that championship game. And then Tua Tungabailoa won that game for Alabama over Georgia. Georgia. Not saying that that's not the case, but a lot of people don't highlight the fact that Jalen Hurts basically was endorsed by Nick Saban and told, hey, I like, you know me, I like to call them the quarterback whispers or, you know, yeah. the, the DB whispers. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. He said, go to, go to Oklahoma. There's a quarterback whisperer over there. He can help mm-hmm. you to get game ready, NFL ready. If you choose not to stay here, I understand. When right. you get Nick Saban's blessing and then he tells you where to go and then you yeah. become the Big 12, what is it, newcomer of mm-hmm. the year? And then this is your trajectory in just three years. People forget this guy's only been in this league for three seasons. And this yep. is what he's able to do. And of course, Patrick Mahomes, three Super Bowls in five years. But we're not, to your point, just talking about Charlie Ward and the athleticism that he was only credited with. When you talk yep. about Jalen and you talk about Patrick, you're talking about players that have it physically and mentally. They are gifted to play QB one in this league. So very exciting. Very exciting as well. And, you know, and I think Nick Saban knows what you're talking about. Jalen Hurts yeah. went on to win the Heisman Trophy the following year. So <laughs> kind of lets you know, like it gives you a peek into like how, how things work. And, and a lot of people, Nick Saban gets a little, you know, discredited sometimes for, for, for being able to run a machine over down there in Tuscaloosa. But hey, he understands the real. And I'm glad that he had a real conversation with Jalen and Jalen made a sound decision uh, based off of that. Now, I, I and think- just so the people don't come for us, we know that Jalen Hurts, we know he got the runner up or whatever. We get it uh, mm-hmm. behind Joe Burrow. We get it. Yeah. Don't. don't yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, just so you people know. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, that's some, some good. Some good. And Joe Burrow had an amazing year that year. But yeah. Oh goodness gracious. Anyway, breaking a lot of records down there at LSU. Now, I, I think the speaking of big dogs. How about this? Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks? We'll talk about what effect that has on the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference. But first, we got to talk about FanDuel. Because guess what, guys? The only app you need for the Super Bowl is FanDuel. Because we are really excited about them because they are a new sports betting partner for Locked On. Because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy to and here's the thing. Here's what you need to do. Down. Here's what you guys need to do. Download FanDuel right now. And you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So, yeah, you got a little stipulation in there for you just for you. Now, one thing that we always want to let you know, that the FanDuel Sports Act is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So, join FanDuel, FanDuel today. At fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And good luck figuring out which team to bet on. But what we know you did not bet on was the fact that Kyrie Irving was going to ask for a trade out of nowhere Friday. And then what you really probably did not bet on was that the Nets would come back just 48 hours later and say, Okay, bye. <laughs> and when bye. they said, okay, bye, it wasn't with the team we all thought he was going to land with. And right. that, I think most people were, the betting folks were with the Lakers, right? Yeah, but he lands with the Mavs. He lands with the Mavs. And he, of course, it's literally like 
a haul. Like they're getting picks for days, 2027, 2029, couple of first rounders, a second rounder. They get Spencer Dinwiddie, which is not a bad one to get in that deal. I know. So yeah, yeah. So when you look at the hall of it it's crazy and you may think to yourself you know what is the trickle down in the east well think about it just this past summer six months ago everybody was having the conversation and even before then a, a season a, you know a summer ago summer 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 it's always pretty much been Ooh, where's kd gonna land right yep. and who could possibly get him and let's be honest that conversation was had down here that conversation mm -hmm. was indeed had down here but didn't happen. But now, Jarvis, you're talking about when you look at the standings, this is going to have a potential effect on the Hawks because, look, has not this race been like neck and neck other than other than, of course, the Celtics and Bucks? They, they've kind of been far and away the, the top uh, cream of the crop for the East. Sixers have been falling off a little bit of late because they're, they've been failing to close out games. Then you had the Nets right there number four because of what kd did before he got injured and because of what Kyrie did to pick up the slack now to me jarvis that 27 and 27 that the hawks have going on that they are you know continuing to show themselves as a 500 team well now the plot thickens because this might have a positive trickle down effect on what this means for the hawks and their playoff aspirations not play in play off yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, you want to get into that six seed. That's 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 the number right now. That's that you do you do not want to be in eight, nine, ten. Like you don't want to be in a situation where you probably have to go on the road in, in a one game on a one off. And we all know how those games can go down. Like anything mm -hmm. can happen. Yeah, you know, Trey might all of a sudden get get sick or whatever. Who knows? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like you can never know what can happen in those games. That was True. a good joke, by the way. <laughs> For those who people who haven't picked up on that. But anyway, I, I think one of the things though, when you look at this Kyrie Irving trade is mm -hmm. it, it, it kind of makes starts to make me think or feel that it may sway the Hawks one way or the other as far mm -hmm. as, okay, now do, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, do they, you know, get into a space where they're trying to move and try to get to add more? to try right. to make a push because mm -hmm. they know they have Kevin Durant sold up for a couple more years uh, right. on the con he's under, under contract for a couple more years. Mm -hmm. Or do they say, you know what? They want to get out ahead of this thing and say, Kevin Durant, oh, we want, we're going to move on because we know that you probably want to be out anyway as well. So it's just a lot of little moving parts, but yes. I don't think that that, that, that the last thought is going to happen within a few days because yeah. you know the trade deadline is on Thursday. So I don't think that that's going to happen right now. But as mm -hmm. far as how the Hawks move, I, I think this is something they're going to have to really have to come to Jesus moment, right? Yeah. Because they've what, been hovering around 500 mm -hmm. and they're middle of the road team. That's who they are. As yep. we you know sit right here, what, 54 games in? Mm -hmm. So, and I think that they got to figure out whether or not they want to move on from certain guys whose names been been dangled around, mm -hmm. and I start with John Collins because yeah. we already know that's what it is, mm -hmm. and then Bogdan McDonovich as well, and some teams are going to call about him. But I, I think it, an Insider said that half the league has called about Bogdan yes. Bogdanovich. So that that the, the the plot is going to is it thickens it, it thickens yeah. when 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 Kyrie Irving got traded, and I mm -hmm. think that a lot of teams are going to start really mulling over some things, including the Toronto Raptors. Yes. Keep an eye on that team, T, T as well. So 
I, I think the Hawks are going to have to really that this new front office, this new regime mm-hmm. that we have that was forced upon us yeah. uh, with Nick Wrestler and West uh, uh, um, Landry Fields. Excuse me. I was about mm-hmm. to say the old old general assistant general manager back in the day. But um, I, I think this is going to be something that we're going to have to definitely keep an eye on because the Hawks are going to have to really figure some things out as we mm-hmm. as it gets closer to this, closer and closer to the trade deadline. Yeah, they definitely do. And yeah, that like you said, keeping an eye on the Raptors because OG Ananobi was one that I looked at for forever and was like, dang, we can't get him. So, you know. Yeah. What y'all want? <laughs> right, what do you want? But as, as far as what, here, here's the interesting thing as well. Mm-hmm. If we're being real about it, you really need the four. That That's where the challenge is because the power forward that you really want to complement a center like Clint Capella, John's just not that person. And that's okay because that game could work for a lot of teams. Just don't know if that game kind of works for the Hawks and what they need out of that, Mm -hmm. that, that particular big. And when you look down the possibilities of trade packages and trade pieces, most of those guys are threes. And I don't think the Hawks are in any conversations to give up DeAndre Hunter. No, there really no. aren't a lot of fours. And there's it's an interesting back and forth about Jay Crowder. But for all intents and purposes, he's going with the Bucks unless something falls apart. Right. right. So yeah. to me, then the question becomes, OK, in order to go after a power forward, which is really the only position that you need. Well, what, what about that's where that's where you say what about KD? Now, don't get me wrong. You say that. Right. Exactly. You say that not necessarily because you, you know, you want to give up the kitchen sink because let's face it, Jarvis, like they would have to give up so much. And and granted, he kind of, you know, he kind of flutters between small forward, power forward and shooting guard for that matter. Wherever he wants. Yeah, exactly. Like, but you can sneak him into the forward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you can sneak him wherever the heck you want to and he could do it. But then the question becomes not just for a Kevin Durant, but I think you make a great point. Allowing Kyrie Irving to be traded, the possibility of KD saying I want out too, and what those factors will be. I think that'll be the interesting thing because it goes back to, okay, if John Collins, who does not have the value, you and I, we, we got a tip on that Friday. Yeah. Uh, you know, an insider yeah. told us, hey, he just doesn't have the value that he had a season or two ago. So if you're going to send him off, you better package. You, you better have a serious package deal. And Bogdan Bogdanovich isn't even enough in the package from what we're being told. So that's yeah. why, yes, there may be some opportunity for the Hawks, but the moves may be small because I don't know that they really have that they're willing to give up the pieces. And, you know, those pieces, Jarvis, we're talking about Onyeka Okongu. DeAndre Hunter, AJ Griffin. Now, would they give up a Jalen Johnson? Yeah, but from what we're hearing and seeing, that package might not even be enough. The eyes are on AJ, double O, and well, they know they can't have Dre. So, yeah, <laughs> in all yeah, likelihood, yeah, yeah, Dre. yeah, yeah. And I think for contract reasons as well, right? Because yes. I think that's a piece that or factor oh. that help makes John Collins unattractive. Uh, oh, or, no. to a lot of teams, especially no. contending teams. So I, I think, but I think overall, I think you might be on to something when it comes to small moves. I think that's might be where they land, where they land. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, just not being a fit Collins that is as far as at that position, because they need mm-hmm. guy, a guy that can 
roll and roll and roll in the yeah. pick and roll and, and crash that lane and, mm -hmm. and just bang like that's exactly. what they need they yes. need that yes. they need somebody to to bang right along with clint capella mm -hmm. and when he yes. and yes. be able to move down to the five when he's out he, of the yeah. rotation and yeah. that's one thing that t that i saw that really stood out to me against the denver nuggets right it was mm -hmm. in the second quarter and yeah. basically your only offensive option that they had on the court right mm -hmm. now at that moment excuse me is the fact that it uh, was uh, aj griffin Mm -hmm. And and I was looking at, you know, how John Collins was kind of struggling with the starting lineup and mm -hmm. as far as him getting involved, like, I think Nate McMillan kind of really needs to reconsider this whole hockey line changing type substitutions and, and kind of yeah. match up with teams on the yeah. thing because Denver essentially had no one in the lineup that was yes. doing anything. And I'm just like, dude. Like you got a rookie that you don't like playing in, in, in big moments and, and and basically a whole bunch of vagabonds, essentially, if I can use a checkery expression. So, you know, get your guy so you can get him involved. Like, and that's what that's the one thing kind of adjusting on the fly piece that I feel mm -hmm. like Nate is missing when it comes yeah. to these type of games. You uh, you essentially had a chance against the number one against a contender. Like this is a real contender. Nikola Jokic yes. is amazing. Jamal Murray went dumb dumb. Yes. Got 40 points on you. You yes. know, so like when they aren't in the game, that's when you need to take advantage. Like, yeah. hey, hey JC, uh, we're not gonna get you this 30, 30 minutes, 35 minutes tonight. You will probably have to play 40, bro, and yeah. get in with this second unit so you can get involved and, and get yeah. and get yourself into the flow of the game. Yeah. So I think that's the piece that's missing, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to the whole rotational thing. And, yeah. and you know, and I really feel like they had the opportunity to win that game, mm -hmm. but you just didn't take advantage. Now they went on the run after the fact, and right. got what down to like eight points or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure did. It just, it just keep moments in the game where yeah. they're not necessarily don't really show up in the stat sheet mm -hmm. so much, but it, you have to be able to take those good coaches, really, really good coaches, the guys who are in tune with their guys. Mm -hmm. They understand like in certain moments, you kind of yeah. just got to throw that whole minutes rotational all that yeah. stuff gotta go out the window i'm like okay you gotta feel this thing sometimes yeah and that's such a great point because the last i'd say four or five games even within the winning streak mm -hmm. i noticed that that's when teams were coming back on them because yep. the hawks had a pattern we will have these five then we will have these five then we will have these four back to these five and it was like because that's what the script so was robotic, before the right. game started, the yeah. Hawks seemed and Nate McMillan seemed like hell bent on keeping the script. Whereas other teams were like, wait a minute, Trey's out for a minute. Oh, DJ's out. Oh, we're about to go on a run. Let's and go. that's when yeah. teams would get us back. And then only one of those games was I did I say, okay, I'm impressed because Nate stopped the bleeding way early where he mm -hmm. threw those starters back in and he was like, bump that, we're not doing that tonight. But yeah, yeah. you make an excellent point. Got to have a little more flexibility and a little more fluidity on those rotations because other teams are taking advantage of the fact that the Hawks simply don't. But if you want to hear more about this story and not just how the Kyrie Irving trade potentially impacts the Hawks all over the East, all over the West. I mean, it's impacting everybody because there were teams that <laughs> threw their names in the hat so fast and they were like, dang, like LeBron said, maybe it's, it's him. like that. Be, right. He <laughs> tweeted, maybe it's me. Maybe. Locked on Sports oh, wow. Today is going to let you know what they think, whether or not it was just something Kyrie was always going to do, whether or not LBJ was a part of the issue, or whether or not the Nets were just being petty and saying, ha we won't trade you where you want to go. 
Find out by going to Locked On Sports today. Of course, you can check them out on YouTube or wherever you download your podcasts. They also have Take of the Day. Who knows? Maybe they'll be giving you their thoughts on the Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes matchup and the historical perspective of it. Or maybe like we do in For the Culture, they'll just tell you about some what is that term Jarvis just used? Some dumb, dumb things that happened in the Grammys. Dumb, Don't forget, yes. after ATL Day once, check out Locked On Sports today. Absolutely. I love when Tanisha uses slang, um, especially my terminology, because I'm past slang. I don't even know what, what to refer to it as. I come up, y'all can drop a name of what my, my, my lingo, you know, kind of means to you in the comment section, <laughs> because, you know, I can just throw some random stuff out there and I'll make up my own language from time to time. Anyway. But see, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about, because that's just how we get on the show. Today is no different. How about this? CBS deserves to be um, banned from um, airing the Grammys, because <laughs> T, like, all right, so we got the 50-year tribute. Let me explain. 50-year yeah. tribute, you know, of hip-hop in the game, celebrating. It got everybody out here performing. It's going down. You got Rakim. You got uh, Method Man. And then, you know, after they trickle down onto Atlanta and show the, you know, the, the city a little love by yes. bringing out Big Boy, dropping the ATLs in the junk, they don't cut the commercial tee. And so we don't miss the whole Big Boy joint. So I'm like, help me figure this out. Like, why must we always fall short when it comes to Atlanta? You got the Super Bowl and you got Adam <laughs> Levine I hear, uh, 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 performing, which I don't. Like, who is Adam Levine? I know you might say, yeah, he's a part of a big group that I can't even think of the name of right now, but I don't give a damn about Adam Levine. And if you doggone got Big Boy out here performing, I want to see Big Four performing. T, what is going on? I don't know, but you know what? Yeah, Adam Levine and Maroon 5 performed like Maroon 4 at that Super Bowl, just keeping it real. But you know what? When my, my instant reaction, I had two. So the first reaction was, oh man, you know, did I hit the remote by mistake? And maybe that's my <laughs> fault. And then it went on to Look another commercial. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, it's not me. So then I started scrambling. And you know where I scrambled while I was trying to figure this whole thing out? I got myself a built bar because I was like, this, I can't do this. Like, this, this is yes. crazy. So that's mm -hmm. what I do when I get a little nervous. I eat, <laughs> I start snacking on stuff. And for me, being a hip hop head, that was the most important part of that show. So, yeah, I had to get myself a built bar because, hey, it was still late at night and I wasn't about to eat up some calories. So I needed something that was kind of in that 150 calorie range and get myself a little bit of protein because I still have work mm -hmm. to do late that night. So certainly it was a good look for me. And keep them here so that I don't have to go to Walmart or Sam's club. But Hey, at least if I wanted to, I knew that I could get another almond bar or get another churro bar and be good with it. So if you guys get stressed out again, like that just really made me feel some type of way, definitely get yourself a built bar because that'll just ease all of your pain. And Valentine's day is coming. That would be kind of cute, different to put in your Valentine's day gift basket. But yeah, Jarvis, I couldn't believe when I got back to it because I, I tried on the app, I tried on YouTube and, you know, once I finally settled down and took my little bite of the bill for it and said, okay, I got to get back to, to reality here. When I found out it was big boy. Come on now. Jarvis. Come on. Now. I was hot. <laughs> I was in here screaming. 
Oh my God. When I went back and looked at it, I was like, I know full well. You already made me mad. Like the Grammys made me mad, but we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, I want to know who in that control room got his walking papers or her walking papers last night. Because there's a way to recover from that. If you hit the wrong button or you go to commercial too quickly and you didn't do it. So by the time we got back, all we heard was one half of a 16th of a 32nd of a bar from Buster <laughs> Rhymes. Right. You know, and he, he rhymes so by the way. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah. how are we going to, yeah, you, like, you need all that time for him. You know where he was at the first. Like, right. I'm like, I'm lost. Yeah. And then before I knew it, Buster was off the stage. I'm like, yes. Once again, oh, Dirty South Hip Hop was disrespected by their own. Once again. Like, do we have to, do I have to say it to you? Do I have to say it again? Oh, South got something to say. Like, what yes. are we doing here? What are we? I mean, I had to like, oh, it was just, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. But thankfully, it was still an absolutely amazing, amazing performance. Just one of the best I have ever seen. Actually, I enjoyed the whole show. I'm just yeah, going to be honest. Yeah. I didn't turn away at all uh, because I like different genres of music. So got to give them love for Bonnie Raitt. She did a great job with her tribute. Uh, along with Cheryl Crow, that was one of you know my favorites, and of course you all know I live, eat, sleep, breathe Mary J. Blige. So of course yes. mm-hmm. I was over here acting a plum fool Queen. to see my yes. girl in mm-hmm. all her glory. And I have to say that Quavo found such an amazing lane to be able to be that vulnerable and show that pain, even with no tears. You could yeah. feel it; it was palpable, but yet it was such a powerful performance, along with Maverick mm-hmm. City music. Mm-hmm. Just a, a tremendous tribute to take off. Absolutely, and and I think that when you look at those type of collaborations, I yeah. think that's when the message gets spread, right? Yes, and, and that's what it's all about in that particular moment. And I think that you know all of the other ne- negativity that comes with that story when it comes to Offset and all that stuff and Jay mm-hmm. Prince, like oh everybody, y'all need to focus on yes. what Quavo did and what he was yes. able to do and kind of muster through and. And really, just send a send a clear message about, hey, this is my brother, this is my mm-hmm. family, and uh, stuff like that doesn't need to be. Let me say, what's the word? Broadcasted, yeah, negatively. You know, I agree. and I think so. Yeah, I think that's the where we can kind of kind of can leave it right there on that one. And um, and you know, I, I would Jarvis, but Petty Tanitra just needs to say one more thing. Mm-hmm. How dare you leave out the Queen Bee? Somebody better tell me why I didn't see Lil' Kim on that stage. Now, I barely wow. forgave you for not having Megan Thee Stallion because Glorilla yeah. is too new to the game. And Megan yeah, has a Grammy. So yeah. I'm real, that really bothered me. But for you to not have the Queen Bee, maybe the check didn't want to rumble with the Bee. The check ain't clear, maybe? Yeah, Probably. I need to know. I, I, I want to answer. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm going to be researching this and I'm going to find out. Because as a hip hop head, I was watching with like, a, I mean, I was like watching it, Jarvis. Like I could couldn't turn away because I was like, mm-hmm, I'm taking notes, checking the box. Okay, we got Dirty South. Okay, we got Midwest. Okay, we got West Coast. Okay, we got East Coast. Yeah, yeah. No, Kim. short was in there. Like, why yeah, was Nelly right, in there? That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Why was Nelly in there? Like, because you Nelly gotta give Midwest love. Because think about it: you got St. Louis and you got Chicago and Detroit. Now they could have put Big Sean in. I probably would have said Big Sean over Nelly, but you gotta get somebody, and you can't get Kanye. Crazy. So you know, you gotta get somebody from the Midwest. So I thought, you know, 
Okay, Nelly picked up the phone. All right, okay. For the Midwest. He picked up the phone for the Midwest. The only thing, you know, they forgot about was, well, you could say Luke, but then again, they got Rick Ross on, you know, the outro. Rose? Yeah. yeah can't go got, wrong with that. That, that was mean? killer, too. That yeah. outro was killer, too. So. Absolutely. So yeah, it did its thing. Well, we're not going to miss tomorrow, though, as we get ready for um, a Tuesday edition of ATL Day One. How about yeah. this? Ryan Nielsen speaks. Yeah. We'll speak on it tomorrow. So make sure you guys come back here. Come back here. Uh, on, on Tuesday for the next episode of ATL Day Ones. You want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, why don't you make Locked On Sports Today your second listen of the day? They got all the biggest news and sports, all the information that you're looking for when it comes to the big stories of the day. They also have Take of the Day. So, yeah, where well, they're responding and they're always talking about, sure, the NBA trade deadline because guess what, guys? It is just the beginning and we'll know there's going to be more and more news as the week goes along now if you don't do anything else in today i think this is probably about as fitting as it's going to get right make sure you share love show love and most importantly spread love Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.